Hey, mates, next week I'm up in Sydney doing my show Cutie Pie at the Factory Theatre, May 6th, the 8th and 10th. It would be awesome to see all the friends of the show out there. Um, I'm going to have the T-shirts with me, for one. Carl, I've got to get them off you. We've got brand new T-shirts, white and black. You've got your choice. Uh, We've still still got your choice of a lot of sizes, so get in now while you uh, can. Uh, if you're a disgusting fat fuck, you're shit out of luck. Sorry, Yeah, guys. but you know what? Good motivation. Get on the treadmill. Get yourself down a couple shirt sizes. Yeah, yeah. And- <laughs> that should be your main motivation. Lose weight so you can wear one of our stupid ass t-shirts. Imagine someone who's been fat their whole life and then they finally lose weight so that they can get a little dumb, dumb club t-shirt. Yeah, but also if they're listening to our podcast and we talk about hamburgers and shit every week, <laughs> as if they're going, yeah, yeah, we're going to stop doing that. Irony. Mm. Uh, yeah, so they're also, if you're not in, uh, you know, if you're not in a place where you can get it from us, they are now, there's a link on our website, littledumdumclub.com. You can get them through Estoy Merchandise. Uh, they'll ship them out to you. And, yeah, they're selling pretty quick, so if you want one, jump on it. Exactly. And they actually look really good. Like, yeah, they're great. I've, I've been feeling like a bit of a dickhead wearing one around, but that's how good they are. Yeah, I'm, they're great. I'm, I'm happy to look like a dickhead. Yeah. Um, also, did you want to plug anything else? Uh, and if you're in Melbourne or if you're in a state, you know, coming in to visit, I always run my Thursday night room, which is Portland Hotel Comedy these days uh, in Russell Street. So we've always got the absolute best friends of the show popping in down there and, uh, you know, even t- people that are too big to even come on this little podcast yeah so yeah me in sydney next week uh tommydaslow.com for ticket details littledumdumclub.com for the t-shirts hey hit the donate button on there if you're feeling generous and hey if you like this episode always helps us when people share it around retweet it uh leave us an itunes review do all that stuff and And even even, you know the people that haven't liked us or whatever on facebook or or you know followed us on twitter it's that thing where we always put extra content during the week all the visual sort of stuff heaps of pictures from the drunk cast things like that so it's yeah it's worth following us on the uh, social medias we're on instagram now as well yeah and i've got one final thing that i need to tell you carl tommy is that is that the battery light oh no actually because i've got something to tell you oh no it's definitely the battery light Welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. My name is Tommy Dasselow. Thank you very much for joining us. Sitting opposite me, the other half of the program, Carl Chan. G'day, dickhead. <laughs> the passion's all gone. Uh, last should, we, should we give a bit of context for when we're doing this? Sure, we're doing this directly before the... Li- if you've heard the uh, the last couple of episodes or the last episode, uh, the last live one of Melbourne, mm-hmm. we are trying to squeeze one in just before that. So we're sitting here... What a flattering way. <laughs> Hey, uh, what the? F- you, hey. This is the what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> who version. is this? Stay squeezed who's, over there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the last day of the comedy festival. We're about to do one of our live episodes, then our own shows. Two yep. in your case, and then the drunk cast. So we've got four hours of entertainment coming up. Yeah. So this is, you know, if I don't talk that much, I'm just saving myself. Yeah, all right. So I'm really are, hoping the guests bring it. We're bereft of both energy <laughs> and content, yep. but we really wanted to get these two guys on the show. So we thought, hey, you know what? Let's squeeze it in. Yeah, let's do this and not prepare for the other shows and make them worse. (laughs) We are sitting in a pub in which none of the lights are on (laughs) on a Sunday morning. Uh, First of all... I just ate KFC, if that helps. What? I just ate KFC. Did you just eat KFC? Yes. Okay, we'll get to this in a minute. If that helps. Let's let's bring the guests in so we can all really... Boring. Yeah, I want to play with this party. Come on. Bring me in, coach. From Triple J and Reality Check, it's Tom Bella. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. I'm looking at a sign that says popcorn, one for $3, two for $5. Drink specials with an apostrophe before the S. 
Oh, boy. Wait, Chandler, is your mic on or not? Now it is. Yeah, okay. Oh. How long has that been on for? I don't know. I could hear you before. <laughs> okay. Okay, this is good. All right. <laughs> also, uh, it's hard to feel like it's <laughs> a special edition of the Dum Dum Club uh, yeah. or that you oh. really wanted to get these guys on the podcast. <laughs> no, I feel like this is a special edition. <laughs> <laughs> We're usually worse than this. I feel the most special. <laughs> this is what a special just, needs edition. What if you just talk and we never properly introduce you? <laughs> that, <laughs> that's a real possibility. <laughs> We're never going to introduce Susie over here. That'll be weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, he's just made his day at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, uh, winner of the Best Newcomer at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Please welcome into the Little Dum Dum Club, Alex Edelman. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me in the Little Dum Dum Club. I feel really, I feel really special. I was hoping the creaking of that door would be picked up by a microphone. I hope it is. Yeah. I feel like it really drives home the atmosphere right now. <laughs> it's cool to stop the podcast every time someone walks into a toilet. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Just a bunch of creaking sound effects. We're about to start solving some <laughs> mysteries after this. <laughs> All kidding aside, I'm actually pretty psyched to be on the uh, podcast because I listened, I listened to some when I got here because actually I think a good indication of a comedy scene is the podcast. Not the most famous one, but the second most famous one. <laughs> Is there one that's more famous than you guys, or do you think you're it? No. You think you're technically, it? Will Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, oh, well, technically. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. Technically in the same The biggest way. comedian in the country is <laughs> yes. technically okay. bigger than us. Technically yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. and figuratively <laughs> and literally. Yeah, and metaphorically. But that's not, I don't think Will will be upset if you said, well, that's not exactly the comedy scenes podcast. That's Will, uh, that's Will Anderson. Uh, parlaying his fame and popularity well into another medium. <laughs> and also, he spends so much time recording that in the States that it's like, is it really in Australia? Oh, are we booting him out? Are we yeah. booting him out? Yeah, we're kicking him we're out. We're taking his place, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Always good to talk about Will on the show when we know for a fact that he listens to everything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Will, uh, accept your fucking People's Choice Award, you uh, cunt. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Whoa. 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 Someone's getting a little bit I'm sensitive They about should that. just give it out now by going. <laughs> we give a bit of context. Award, uh, we, we, whoever sold the most tickets, except for Will Anderson. <laughs> yeah, we is. should. I mean, we'll, we'll probably we'll talk about this with him. Maybe we'll talk about this last week, technically, yeah, on the recorded yeah. podcast. He, so he won the, uh, the People's Choice Award last night for the fifth year in a row and was not there to claim it. And it was... Uh, By the way, I saw his show and it was fucking dynamite. So that's your choice as one of the people. Are you the judge? As one of the people. And I bought a ticket too. I bought a ticket. Oh, wow, you are dumb. <laughs> really stupid. You know we get in for free, don't you? <laughs> I do. But I felt we- it was like an extra show and it, would be- it, was-, it was great. It was a really good... I, I didn't realize it was going to be as big as it was, honestly. Oh, right. I was like, what room is it in? They're like, uh... The oh, theater. That's cool. That's cool though, because you're you're the uh, the guy that goes into like this massive theater and goes, oh, this guy's huge. Whereas when I fly people out the front of my show and then they come in, they walk in and go, oh, there must be more to this room. <laughs> <laughs> this is why well, is the waiting room bigger than your room? Uh, <laughs> That'd be great if every comedy show had a waiting room like a like well, a doctor's. That, most oh, yeah. shows do. Uh, yeah. All shows have the waiting room, but sometimes the waiting room is outside. No, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. True. There's a room. Uh, you like I think that would be cool if it wasn't if they had the People's Choice Award and then they just had the Person's Choice Award. So they just go through the phone book, they pick one person at random, and then they go, You can see whatever you like. Yeah. And then they just pick their favorite show. And it would be Husey or Will Anderson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, it's worked out well. I mean, yeah. you under it's still a sample you've reduced the sample size, yeah. but it but it would be hilarious if someone's like, I only know one comedian and I think I went to uni with <laughs> Nazim Hussein? <laughs> I think it's Nazim Hussein. And then Nazim's like, oh, thanks, Rachel. <laughs> I think with the People's Choice, so it's, it just, it's, it's like, it ends up being whoever sold the most tickets. It should be 
once you win it, then you're ineligible next year. So then it just effectively becomes the second, you know, the highest ticket seller. So all the people that have won it are, are the chosen ones. Yeah, and they can go into that. And that it just genre. gradually filters down <laughs> until, <laughs> until it's literally just like someone who sold 80 tickets yeah. winning it because they're the only one. They there. should call it the, the Piece of Gold Award and they hand yeah, yeah. out a piece of gold and everyone yeah. bites it and... No, no, like, like that's Will Anderson ten times, one less tooth because of the last time he <laughs> he bit it. Now it's Ronnie Chang. It'll be Ronnie Chang next year. <laughs> yeah. Although, what if I think Ronnie might have a good shot at unseating Will at some point? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I uh, Alex, we met really early on in the festival, and I was intrigued by your poster because you got like the standout quote out of everyone. Like you're always oh, looking at people's no. quotes, and your quote is the best quote, which is, uh, "What is it? Word for word, it's." You uh, dog. I, no, no, no. Uh, it's so good. I don't want to. His own I don't want to mess it up because it's a sweet forty carat quote. Someone's world's not. best and greatest comedian. <laughs> the best comedian in the world. Yeah. No, the um, what sort of asshole would do quote, that? The quote is. Yeah, how are you talking to me? You're like, your quote is pretty laudatory. Uh, yeah, but I'm saying yours is genuinely good. Like, it mine actually is, attracted me to the poster. Mine is... Um, Why are you looking it up? You know the quote. I don't. I finally imagine this is what it might have been like to watch Jerry Seinfeld in his early 20s. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Quite what a quote. Fresh. Because um, he does all his material. <laughs> <laughs> what's the Guys, deal with using really impressive quotes? <laughs> yeah, people think that's just like, you know, metaphor or hyperbole or whatever you want to call it. And then they go see a show and you come out, you got the sneakers on with a blazer. Midway through your show, someone slides through a door. Yeah. Is anyone following this OJ thing? <laughs> <laughs> what about when you go to the Blockbuster and they say, have you rewound this tape? <laughs> Who's what? got time to rewind tapes? This is really nice because right now what I'm seeing is three Australian comedians and what they think America is like. <laughs> but 20 years ago. Yeah. So if you think you're ill-informed now about what America is like <laughs> 20 years ago, it's your, actually it's pretty dead on. Have yeah. I been but yeah, no, no, that's very... Uh, it's a weird quote. It really is so weird. Uh, I have, I have, a, I have. There's a story behind that quote. Um, someone in Edinburgh, a New York comedian, went to Edinburgh, saw it, and apparently, it, it did get mentioned to Seinfeld and his yeah. uh, crew of people. And uh, his crew of people, his crew, his Seinfeld little, posse. What Kramer, Elaine? Like, did Elaine? Yeah. Did Elaine hear about it? <laughs> 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 no, like it's opening acts and stuff and uh like someone who's like a really good friend of his and so i walk into the club into the, one of the comedy clubs and someone uh in new york in new york yeah and this guy said hey alex i was in edinburgh and i went oh wow cool i did i uh i missed you so I was like i was only there for a few days but i saw that review in the mirror <laughs> and i was like oh yeah that was a really it was a really nice review and uh so is this jerry seinfeld telling you this right no, now it's not jerry oh, sorry, sorry, one of his opening acts i'm sorry and, uh, and he goes, well, you know, I mentioned it. And I was like, okay. And he's like, I mentioned it. And I was like, to who? He's like, uh, to Jerry. <laughs> Jerry who? Uh, I was like, so I, what? Because I forgot about that exact right. quote. Right. And they're like, you know, the quote that says you were like watching Seinfeld this 20s. He's like, yeah, that's a really nice compliment. Because like, I love Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Like, who doesn't love yeah. Jerry Seinfeld if you're like a New York Jewish comedian? Yeah. And, uh. And then a few days later, another one of the opening acts uh, is we're in the same club. I'm sitting at a table in the front. And one of the other opening acts gets up from the table in the back and he winds his way through the room. And uh, he stops in front of my table and he looks down at me. And I'm with like two other comedians. I'm like, 
hey, bud. And he goes, you're nothing like him. And then he walks <laughs> away. <laughs> it, was, it was the most, it was like, it was really <laughs> chilling. And, everyone, and because he just said, you're nothing like him, the other two comedians were just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and I was like, I, I really can't explain it because it'll make everybody involved look terrible. <laughs> but yeah, Do you that, have history with that person? No, no, not even a little. Yes, in that I was just a kid. To him, when I, I that's the thing. When I, I started in New York, and I was like, mm, like eighteen, so I'm 26 now, and so I've been pretty much uh, moving around New York and doing shows in New York. But because you know the place you develop and the place where you're seen, yeah. sometimes they're two different places. Right. Because you've developed by in gradations. Right. Right. Like you started in a place you were shitty, you got not shitty, then you got competent, then you got average, then you got above average, and now maybe you're good. And so, like, if you, if you move through all those phases in one place, people can miss this subtle change. Right. So people yeah. who might not so catch you. So they saw you be shitty. They're like, oh, that guy's shitty. That guy's shitty. Yeah. Or they go, that guy's okay. Or that guy's, you know, part of the white noise of the comedy right. scene. Right. And then you go somewhere else, and people are seeing you for the first time. So they go, like, oh, that guy's good. Because right. you enter the scene as good or yeah, competent yeah. or above average. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, my, I'm planning but my, to move to Fiji and start a comedy <laughs> scene there and fucking really, just dominate. You know what, man? Some, uh, some, <laughs> people, some people say that the best way to do it is to move to a smaller pond, be the best dude there, and then and then everyone's like, what's going on in fucking uh, Chicago, Cleveland? Yeah, you know, yeah and that's yeah. how Perth got started. <laughs> oh, <laughs> got him! Got him. <laughs> but the most important thing is you are on Seinfeld's radar. That is awesome. I mean, I'm not I, on Seinfeld's radar. I think he probably, he probably went... Oh, yeah? And then very quickly forgot about yeah, it. Yeah. I also think he would get mentioned in comedy reviews a lot, to yeah. be fair. Yeah. He's got a Google alert on his name. Oh. Also, it's probably a reviewer who, being very nice, just went, he's a New York comedian that I thought was funny. Who's another New York comedian <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was funny? Yeah. Well, Woody Allen touches kids. Um, uh, and, uh, and I got that I vibe really from this know. guy. He's really... Yeah, he's like, he's, I don't really he know He did on stage. He, he's like, Rodney Dangerfield has died. <laughs> Robert Klein isn't really noticeable anymore. Well, let's go with Jerry Steinfeld. Yeah. So like, that's, a, that's what I, I... I would like to see someone come up that someone said he's... It's like watching a young Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> that would be a, a weird comedian. To, like that's, a young... 100% guy. true. Yeah. A guy defined by his oldness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever And his been... ex-wives. And this kid's like 17 years old. Have you guys been compared to people? Because I've seen all three of you. I know all three of you are exceptionally good. But I only... But like, oh, wow. A guy compared... compared to Jerry Seinfeld thinks we're good. <laughs> that is on my post Whacked next year. on the year. post, yeah. <laughs> I like to think of myself as a young Carl Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't 40. Uh, Tom, not... Tom got a review in Brisbane I'm a young Carl Chandler as well. they used a photo of me in the middle of the <laughs> Are review. Are you serious? Yeah, that's the closest I've ever come to being co- uh, hate-crimed <laughs> and also compared to another comedian. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Here, I, I want to give some context-free... Readings from what Car- from what uh, Tom Ballard has sent me via text. Oh God! Yeah. Here are they are context free, so take them as you will. Uh, now we finally get to know the real Tom Ballard. <laughs> <laughs> Behind <laughs> the mic, sent at seven fourteen yesterday. So three hundred for a bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> context free, guys. That can be about anything. Seven fourteen p.m. yesterday. You got Ballarded. <laughs> Yes. Um, and Let's then, get that trending. And then at 3.48 p.m. on Saturday, April 4th, he sent me a picture of him uh, with his face in an album cover at the... Where is this, Tom? That's me winning an aria. That's you winning an aria. 
Um, uh, so you're giving out your own Wikipedia to yeah. just over text, just filtering it through. Why is it context free? It feels like context is very important <laughs> to <laughs> that <laughs> conversation. I don't just randomly send people. Hi, I'm Tom. What's your number so I can send you photos of me winning and then, awards? And then context free: the Museum of Jewish Heritage, a living memorial of the Holocaust. The oh wow! Yeah, that's the only three texts you've got from Tom Bella. Yeah, wow. these are the only three. The first it was it was something with an anti-Semitic tinge that was vaguely threatening, and then, and then, okay, and then after that was the. Text you've I'm been going, What I questioned, what the context is that I questioned him, uh, I questioned the veracity of one of his jokes. <laughs> Don't right? say yeah. jokes like that, please. <laughs> one of his jokes, yeah. in air quotes. No, it was... Uh, he, he was did. saying, I tell a story about being in New York and about how my parents... I was, just, I was making out with a girl and I said, oh, she's not going to be back. At, they, that would be... It. And I'm staying with my parents. I said, they won't be there tomorrow because they're going to the Holocaust Museum. And then Alex Ashford said, there is no Holocaust Museum in New York. And I was like, <laughs> well, yeah, there is because they went to one and I sent him that, <laughs> that screenshot and the link to the thing. Is he, is, he a, is he a Holocaust Museum denier? Oh, That's a better joke than three people can give credit for. <laughs> wow. That's, that's very, very funny. <laughs> yeah, and then that's I said about it. He just goes, "That's not a good museum." Yeah. Like, about quality, <laughs> a good Holocaust. Yeah. <laughs> You've never been to Jerusalem or LA, then you're fucking full of shit. Yeah, the joke isn't. We said we're going to the best Holocaust <laughs> yeah, museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one will really make you cry, man. <laughs> the other ones, you're like, uh. Uh, so what have you been doing during your days here while you've been in Melbourne? During the day, uh, I usually hang out with comics. Yep. Uh, which has been nice. Like you went to the zoo, yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck. That oh, was did cool. you do? Did you go and see uh, Australian Simmons. animals and stuff? Did yeah, you go to Simmons took us to the zoo. It was right. dope. It was. So <laughs> is this wow. true? Have you been invited? Now we've heard word on the grapevine. Oh that, yes. That Ronnie Chang, that friend of the show, Ronald Chang, the most sensitive of all comedians, <laughs> has been running his own private international luncheons where only the international stars of the comedy festival are invited Got and you. us plebs, us fucking morons from Melbourne, are banned. Is that true? No, dude. No. <laughs> yes, that's good. That's, good. that's yeah. really good. Not true. Well, the accent is, I figured this out, it's 5% Malaysian, 5% Australian, 90% intensity. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd whack in uh, at least 10% Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But, yeah, no, Ronnie, Ronnie is, uh, that's not true, but I will say this. Ronnie is the best host comedian in, on so the planet. So it absolutely is true. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's you don't not. have to protect him here. This is a safe no, space. No. You've had I your feed. You, I will like, tell you, Ronnie's done worse than that. Ronnie has made a guide of restaurants that he's made just for the international comedians. Oh, uh, we're aware. We're aware. Are you aware of I'm is okay this, with anything.com? Oh, exactly. Yeah. It was launched it's on this so podcast. It's so good. It's so good. It's, <laughs> it's a lifesaver. By yeah. the way, he only made that because he talked, we bullied him into doing it on this show. Yes. Then all the listeners started harassing him. Yep. Then I read an interview with him where he said that he just made it for international visitors of the festival. Uh, we're receiving you know no credit oh, for really? this whatsoever. Takes, we did. There was one really fun day, but it was with too many inter- too many. But I don't get the I, I don't get the name of it. I'm okay with anything, but then says only go to these places. That's the opposite of I'm okay with anything. Wow. It's, wow, it should be I'm like okay a really with nice thing for you to nitpick, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like this. If I was going to take issue with something, this is the issue. <laughs> oh, you mean that? You mean he made a list of recommendations? He named free it of wrong. Any, uh, free of any of Although I, I didn't know that he came up with it uh, on this podcast. That, uh, we gave the that, well, then, if you're in the scenario you. with you, when you're with someone, like everyone in the group says, I'm okay with anything. You know, that, yeah. oh, whatever, yeah, so okay. I'm, I'm, you know, whatever, I don't have a preference. I never so eat go, with people. Not, so. Well, not the tagline to is barely <laughs> worth explaining to him. The tagline <laughs> is surrounded by idiots who can't decide what to eat. Oh, yeah. So when someone well, now you've gotten, you've had beef with him about 
Because you went what kind to somewhere. Of beef? <laughs> yeah. Well, not the luncheon beef. You yeah. went to somewhere on the list. Oh yeah. You then, you then get sick. Yes. He then Ooh. has a go at you because it was a noodle place, and you get something that's not noodles. Oh, yeah. well, what was sick. it? Where you... was it? Was it Noodle Kingdom? Please don't say it was Noodle Kingdom. It was a Noodle Kingdom. It was co- <laughs> Coconut House, I think. Oh, okay, yeah, I see that on the list. And I so I on. went there and I got explosive diarrhea uh, after <laughs> it. And then I said, "It's a Carl Chandler, Chandler problem and not a running Chang problem." Yeah. You sensitive fuck. <laughs> I'm not okay with that fuck. one thing. Yeah, yeah. So then I hit him up, and he then swears at me and blames me for buying the wrong dish. Oh, this fuck sensitive you, asshole has a sensitive asshole. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, dude. <laughs> dude, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite Chang moment of, of like was when I was in Brisbane and we were talking about. Oh, so we this is Ronnie Chang, who's another comedian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think if they know I think if they know us, they will know the guy who is selling two hundred <laughs> times the tickets. <laughs> the Howard Hughes of comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 we were talking about Fanta and I just mentioned the fact that Fanta was sort of developed by the Nazis and that during the World War. Whoa, 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 what? Well, during the World, World War II, really? they couldn't get the supplies love, to make. Just quickly, I love Chandler goes, Nazis, and Alex goes, Fanta. Like, wow. Hang on, is this there... story a... has got 0% traction with the room. So the Fanta, Fanta was invented by the Nazis. Is that <laughs> what you're saying? What? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yes. During World War II. Is this mentioned in the Holocaust Museum? <laughs> is this mentioned in the Fanta Museum? <laughs> is there a Fanta Museum? <laughs> That's why it's a I, shitty Holocaust Museum. It's all about Fanta. <laughs> the they barely give it's a mention. Fanta based. <laughs> yeah, they were going under and Fanta bailed them out. Yeah. Yeah, it's, all, it's all branded content everywhere you go. Wow. As far as we were in a restaurant and I ordered a Fanta and I, I said, you know, I mentioned this fact about how during World War II they couldn't get the ingredients in to make Coke. So they had to sort of come up with a new soft drink and they came up with Fanta basically during the World War II. And uh, so that Ronnie's like, is that true? Is that true? I said, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, it's a true fact. And then we go back, we have the rest of the conversation, you know, continue with that conversation. And then suddenly Ronnie just slams his phone down on the table. It's the Wikipedia article of Fanta. <laughs> and he's going, you were exactly correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Ronnie. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, I fucking love Ronnie. That's, <laughs> that's what makes you such a great dinner date, Tom. You're, you're consistently providing historical Tom, facts for every beverage that you consume. You, Tom, you were, at, were you at the Ronnie Chang... Barbecue? Oh, fucking No, it wasn't it. Thanks for bringing it Oh, well, there were a lot of Australian comedians. It was mostly Australians. Uh, There was another... there were other radio people there, so I just figured. No, but uh, it was it was a set. He he does like open his home to comedians, like when, not all comedians. To some, yeah. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, Aaron He's not was okay there. with Aaron everyone. Was there when I was there, Aaron Luke McGregor, yeah, and cool. uh, yeah. there were a fucking there yeah, were a bunch, of, bunch of no bunch yeah. of no name Aussies. But besides oh, yeah, that, was there any was there any podcasters that have really catapulted him into the stratosphere <laughs> and really pushed his <laughs> career <laughs> for the last three or four years? Really took him on when no one else really get before. Yeah. I think Ronnie Chang is fucking one of the he funniest. C- he couldn't even get booked on community radio, but we saw shake. something in it. I like my shake. I like my. I like a. Sh- I like a smoothie because uh, get all your nutrients in one cup. <laughs> <laughs> all your nutrients in one cup. Were there representatives from Uniqlo there at the barbecue? Oh, <laughs> oh you know, it's so fun. Is he what? He's is trying he, to get sponsored by Uniqlo. Oh no, no! Yeah. I thought for a second that he had already been sponsored by Uniqlo, and I was right. like, "This guy's a machine." Yeah. But like Ronnie, is everyone drinking responsibly? Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie, Always barbecue responsibly. Shit. Don't spill shit, guys. Yeah. He's a big Always, clean, he's a big clean guy. Always don't invite your friends to things that you do responsibly. <laughs> uh, do you know what he's trying to do? He's trying to introduce. Um, he's trying to introduce us to. 
to other Australian comedians and um, that's so worth knowing. Yeah, just there. the ones yeah. that are worth being introduced to. <laughs> that's not true. Well, we've done, you know, was, I think a lot of people. Who was the worst Australian comedian you met there? <laughs> Uh, Has there ever been a more Carl Chandler question <laughs> in the history of mankind? There are only two. That thing I didn't get invited today. to, who was the worst cunt? Kind of <laughs> <laughs> I just want to feel better. I feel left out. Now Probably I want Luke McGregor. Ah, oh, yeah, got yeah. him. By got the way, him. I was talking to someone who's worked with you in offices, Carl, on yes. TV writing jobs, and they said, yeah... Chandler comes in and productivity just kind of comes down because he's <laughs> he's just constantly asking everyone in the room who they hate and <laughs> and he tells and when he tells us st- like we all just sort of sit there and work and we chat. Well, we, this is only an hour podcast. Anytime Carl tells a story, he has to stand up and act everything out, <laughs> so just nothing's happening while he's still. I'm that. I'm real good in the office. <laughs> I, I believe am. that he's a funny dude, but it's probably. You know what? You must be really funny I'm in the office because some because I'm, I'm I can also see you being a tremendous hindrance to progress. Yeah, yeah. but you want to you want to turn everyone into you. So you come in and you go to people. Who do you hate? And people have never who thought about that before. Carl, that's who on, do you hate? Come, come to on. the dark side. Together Carl, we will rule the galaxy. Hate? I come demand on. satisfaction. <laughs> who do you hate? Come on, look at everyone. Back. Who's a cunt? Just look at everyone who hasn't been on the podcast. <laughs> oh my god. You hate Seinfeld. I can't do this. I hate what you're going to become. No, no. Oh man. No, no, I'm good in the office. Like I may do that. I, I, I'm very you entertaining. Definitely do that. I'm, I'm saying this is But fact. that's that's such a small portion of what I do. Okay. There's plenty of other stuff. The, I, I think charity work. You know? I, I think I ask more often. What did you have for breakfast? What are we having for lunch? I think yeah. I ask that okay. more often than that. What's then your, comes le- what's that your one. least favorite thing to have for lunch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But for the record, I think you guys have all been. Very hospitable. A lot of Australian. Cars. I just want to finish this and get on the record. I may drag other people's productivity down, but I write like a son of a bitch. So I look even better. I, bet you write <laughs> so like I get a back son to work and I write heaps, and then everyone else has written nothing, and I win. Yeah, I win writing. But I, win I think what TV. you do is your behaviour just sort of leaves everyone I so shell shocked <laughs> that they're unable to notice the quality or quantity of I the work. Who has said this? Name names. I'm Who has given you the free <laughs> quote from this podcast? I win writing. I win TV. <laughs> <laughs> I love at the end of the day the project like you've just filtered into everyone else's writing and it was like guys all the jokes are just like Tony Abbott's a cunt <laughs> Bill Shorten's a cunt the Dalai no, Lama's a cunt no. that's all we've got here the Dalai no. Lama is a cunt yeah they come yeah. back and Waleed Ali's going yeah good one Julia <laughs> <laughs> do you know what's hilarious I used to do I used this isn't gear but I did use, I did used to do a long joke about this which is that I went to see the Dalai Lama at Radio City Music Hall and it was half full because they had done like Ooh. an extra show and he came out and there was part of him that clearly was like, fuck. <laughs> that was clearly, I was like, oh, Who he's is a comic. He's a comic. There's yeah. like a little bit of him, like yeah. the holiest man in the world who's like not worried about material things. He's like, God, this is kind of a light room. And he's yeah. thinking, I should have been out the front flooring for myself, yeah, doing, doing yeah. two for ones. Dalai Lama, Dalai Lama, <laughs> well, he, get your llama on. <laughs> uh, you and I did the hip-hop karaoke night together. You were great a at of, that. Thank you. But well, I, very quickly on that Dalai Lama thing, that's reminded me of, I don't think I've ever mentioned this on the show, a couple of years ago I went and saw Kendrick Lamar when he came out here. Yeah, he, Kendrick. Yeah, and it was uh, it was at the Palace, which is like not a huge venue, and it was it sold out like is that immediately. Saint Kilda? Uh, no, that's the Palais. Okay. Really, I can't see I'd make that mistake, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he so the show was sold out, and it was just people going crazy for him. And he gets to the end of the gig, and he goes, "Yo, I'm going to bring my manager out here." And he brings his manager out, and he goes, 
This motherfucker told me that not enough people in Australia would come to see me and it wasn't worth coming out here. So what do you all have to say to that? And everyone in the crowd goes, boo, fuck you, just screaming abuse at this guy who just has to stand on stage and cop it. And you realise that's been happening every night of the tour. Just He's getting to 10.30 and going, all right, here's the bit where... Fuck, what if we had been doing that in previous comedy festivals when you, you bring you, we would have brought our manager and go, people, he said... No one was going to come to my show and he was fucking right. <laughs> Why am I here? People <laughs> 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 trophies and yeah. Yeah, we love and agree That's with him. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Nope, nope. Both of us agree with your stage. manager. <laughs> you have to be side of stage. He's like, I have to get back to LA. I'm, I'm looking after Nate Dog. He's like, no, no, no. Mark, 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 listen. You said it wasn't worth coming out here. I sold a lot of tickets, and they all need to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also it's like, hey, manager, suck shit. You just made a lot of money. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, he's like, uh, he doesn't care. He's like, think of the commission. Yeah, think of the commission. Think of my name in the papers. That's fucking. That's fucking awesome, by the way. Yeah. yeah Wait, you went to a Kendrick Lamar concert? Yeah. You went to a Kendrick Lamar concert. <laughs> yeah. You did a weird Al Yankovic song at the rap battle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You That's... rap battled a weird Al Yankovic yeah. parody of Iggy yeah. Azalea. Yeah. You went to see Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Yeah. How did, by well. the way, when you did Weird Al Yankovic at a karaoke night, how did that go down? Well, well, very well, actually. Well, so th- this is what I was going to say. You, what song, you were, you were genuinely great at it. Like, I think everyone else was trying to do it with this kind of veneer of irony. To I, sort did, of... I did catch him in an alleyway just rapping on all haunches. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, what the did. fuck is going on here? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't know if I know the song that well. And it was so what this what happened was I actually did I rapped a song called Handlebars by Flowbots. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's a Let's hear some now. No. I could rub no no. I, uh, <laughs> but I, there's a trumpet solo. And I uh, and I tweeted, Hey, anyone know anyone who plays a trumpet? And this guy went I play trumpet, and I went, okay, meet me after my show uh, behind the hairy little sister across from the hi-fi. <laughs> Wait, by and the way, I very did. quickly, I like that you, with the number of Twitter followers you have, you, you don't tweet, does anyone who followed me play the trumpet? You still are just asking if anyone knows someone who plays the trumpet. <laughs> yeah, I was saying, does anyone in Melbourne know anyone who <laughs> yeah. plays the trumpet? Surely because no I'm trumpet not... players follow me, but yeah. hey, no, there are no tru- I, I have I have five-something thousand followers, which is enough to maybe know someone who knows someone who plays the trumpet. You, you've probably blocked enough. everyone that plays trumpet. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, the deluge since I tweeted that has just been... Uh, <laughs> but I asked this guy, this guy shows up, he's like, why do you need a trumpet player? He th- clearly thought I was going to murder him. Yeah. And I was like... <laughs> And I was like, yeah, because uh, it's, like, you know it's like 11 30 in an alleyway. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, do you know the handlebars by Flowbots? He goes, no. And I went, well, this is it on the phone. And he goes, okay. And I went, can you play the trumpet solo? And he goes, probably not. And I went, I'll give you 50 bucks. And he's like, I'll do my best. And here's the trumpet you're playing. And then you drop trail. And, yeah. <laughs> is it going out live? <laughs> Call back to something that we were talking about before the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was, so he was like a, he was from memory like a tall skinny dude with like Tall skinny dude with stringy curly, hair. Red hair. A, nice, a nice dude, like a ska kid and like. Wearing a Cat Empire t-shirt. Yes, he the was. The least hip hop thing that's ever happened. Which I was impressed by, but then uh, I went. I was on stage, and I went. Does anyone know how to play trump? Anyone? I said. Does anyone know handlebars by Flowbots? And this guy, like, very trepidatiously, raised his hand because I was giving him a chance to bail. I said, "If you want to bail," and so I'm like, "Are you sure?" And he's like, "Yeah." And so I brought him on stage. And here's the thing: he actually did fucking awesome at yeah, the trumpet solo. Yeah. And everyone was like, "So what? Ha- what happened to the old trumpet guy?" 
What? No, th- it was the, a plant. It was like a set. It was a plant. Oh, it was sorry, a plant right, right, right. But I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you an out. I was right. going to give you an out. If you don't want to do it, then Matt O'Kai and I will just like bullshit through the trumpet solo, mm. and like I'll just rap the last verse. And you, and you'd uh, met Matt O'Kai at one of Ronnie Chang's legendary show business. <laughs> yeah. No, I met Matt O'Kai at the meet and greet that Ronnie Chang organizes for comedians <laughs> at the airport <laughs> when they land. Uh. I met O'Kai and Husey and Hilsey and uh, and Andersony and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know that's the other thing. Uh, the real joy of coming to a new country that has a distinct comedy scene is that I don't know who Dave Hughes is and I don't know who Adam Hill is. I've seen him in the UK on uh, his last leg thing during the actual Special Olympic uh, Paralympics and it was fucking awesome. But like, I I don't know, I didn't know Will Anderson's stuff. Yeah. So the joy is like, I get here and some of your big comedians I don't get, but then I get to watch like Will Anderson and fucking... Uh, and and Adam Hills and and I'm like these guys are exceptionally good. Yeah, like I would have never seen Will Anderson before. So for you guys, it may be like, oh well, I've seen his DVDs and like this is more Will Anderson. For me, it's Will Anderson for the first time, so it's pretty great. I didn't so see like, his show this year. What was his trumpet solo like? <laughs> uh, oh no, he had this guy in the audience with a Cat Empire T-shirt. Uh, uh, <laughs> I love if that guy got up there and just panicked and just started playing the Last Post or something. Just like, and you don't know what that is, so you just go and get that shit off. <laughs> what sort of post? fucking loser song is that? <laughs> is that? Bum, 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 yeah. bum, bum, oh, don't tell me he did it. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you taught him on your phone? Is Wait, just is, when you land at the airport. In Melbourne, is Ronnie Chang there just playing that as you walk through <laughs> yeah, the arrival yeah. gate? That's, Welcome that's, to called, that's called theme to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you're really, you're really fixating on this lunch thing. Yeah. <laughs> you get left out of something with someone that you think is a friend, and you know, I can't help really but take it to And heart. we're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, if you were back in New York and the fucking naked cowboy had a big lunch <laughs> for the Oh my <laughs> God. Oh my God. That reveals so much about how you feel about the naked cowboy. <laughs> That's the Ronnie Chang of New York. Do you know that yeah. he was... The naked cowboy was murdered by Times Square Elmo. Oh, oh right. Really? No, he wasn't. Oh, that's damn. A, that's a very... Wow. The naked cowboy is the guy who stands in Times Square with underwear and plays... Yeah. Get, oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. yeah you He's know, that city here. that you live in. Yeah. How is he I world panicked. famous? I panicked. I was trying to think of a New this York This qualifies comedian. as world famous. Are you <laughs> yeah. kidding me? Yeah. He was in an ad oh. campaign. If you can make it like there, a... you can make it anywhere. Have you not heard that <laughs> saying? Oh, if you can survive Times Square, you can survive fucking cowboy because this is... It's unbelievable. Oppressive Times Square. So, do you? Where do you live in New York? I live in Manhattan, but I, I, I tried. I've been through Times Square maybe five times in my life. It's horrible. That's what I love. I love the idea that, like, when you go into Times Square, you don't see anyone from New York. It's oh, just no, no. I, I, I go around it. I yeah. go around time. If I get up at the Times Square stop, I walk underground to the southernmost point of Times Square. So when I get up, I don't have to actually look at Times Square. Yeah, it's like it's too much. Um, so where do you get your M&M's if you're not going to the M&M <laughs> store every day? That's another great joke that three people can't possibly <laughs> kind of Follow-up question. Which of the Sex and the City girls would you be? <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a joke about that in my show. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, the joke, maybe. dumb cunts always ask this question? <laughs> <laughs> the joke is I take Facebook tests, and the Facebook tests is like, you know what I mean? Like, what flavor of cupcake are you? What Sex and the City character are you? How much existential loneliness do you feel? Yep. And I go, chocolate, Miranda, a lot. <laughs> but yeah, Miranda is who I'd be, okay, according yeah. to Facebook. Interesting. Who would you be? I used to think you're more of a Carrie. Um, Samantha. Oh. <laughs> I think I think Tom is all of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you very much. Well, I think they're all part of us in a way. Those four, they just represent <laughs> our, uh, you know, what our soul makes up, I think. <laughs> those are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah. They <laughs> well, uh, one of them is a horseman. But right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, it was sitting there. It was like a, nu- a three nugget three sitting on the ground. Three possibly condemn that joke. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you, I mean, how do you feel about American comedians who come over? Because, like, what is... Because I know uh, Arch, who's like one of my favorite comedians from when I was a kid, is quite big here. Quite big, as yeah, in sells out the biggest room we have. Yes. Yes. But that's the thing. When you go to America, and I don't think you'd mind us saying that, uh, especially since he doesn't know me, uh, so he, you go to America and people go, is, is Arch Barker really big over there? Because oh, he, he tells us that. Every year it happened. Uh, it may have been you that tweeted. Someone, some American comic who was visiting here for the first time this year tweeted like a weekend of the festival, dear every other comic in America, I'm in Australia at the moment and yes, I can report the rumours are true. Arch is massive here. It wasn't me, but I, 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 would, I would love to have sent that tweet. It like, happens every year. There's, I love the yeah. rumours are true. I don't trust the internet. <laughs> you know what? I've got to see this shit for myself. Yeah. You, I don't think the internet does it justice. I mean, like I've seen, I saw him on the great debate, a televised version of the great debate a few years ago and I was like, God, that, it looks like an arena. Yeah, man. I'm going to tell you what, the first time he invited me to lunch, I was blown away. <laughs> <laughs> but to be clear, it's, that's not a quality thing. Like, Icebreaker is hilarious, but it's like the time, the amount of time you spend. Like, America, more than anywhere, it's like, if you're not there for a week, people forget you immediately. You know yeah, what I mean? Whereas you just ma- travel I mean, down like, here and it's going well. But some, also, if you're a comic, there are people that you fucking admired the hell out of when you start. He did this joke that I don't know if he's ever done it here, but it was like, I remember watching his Comedy Central Presents in like the end of the 90s or maybe mm. 2001 and like the joke was it, there were two jokes it was a massive callback the first joke was about this bank called Wells Fargo that's a big bank in, in, uh, in the US and their logo is a covered wagon and so Arj is like was making fun of how folksy it is like it sounds like you give your uh, I'm removing all the jokes from it, but the premise was it sounds like you give uh, your money to an old prospector named Whiskey Pete and he hides it in an old boot and buries it in, in the forest and then like uh, and then at the end of his special, he's talking about how people leave long phone messages. And he goes, please call back after the beep. Or uh, please leave a message after the beep. Also, here's a dramatic reading of the Brothers Karamazov by, uh, by Tolstoy. And then like, he does like a minute and a half of that. And then at the What's end, your goes, favorite beat by us? Hold on, wait. <laughs> <laughs> let, me let, me, let, me, let me finish this. I'm one sentence away. And then he goes, these bro- he's like, the Brothers Karamazov are wandering through the forest. And they, uh, all of a sudden, a voice from the underbrush. Hi, my name is Whiskey Pete. Have any of you guys seen, like, it was just the first callback that, because you couldn't do a callback really in a Comedy Central Presents because it was like half an hour. And I remember just being like, he just did the joke from <laughs> the first thing. He's a time traveler. How did that work? <laughs> I liked on the gala when Husey City opened a packet of snakes alive and they're all they're dead. All dead. Yeah. But just to be, just to explain. I'm making fun of you. Just, oh, just sorry, to explain why Arj is so massive here. He signs a contract with every girl he sleeps with that they have to come to his show. So that's why he has 80,000 wow. people. Come. Wow! Wow! To, that's a, don't we all know that? Wow! <laughs> Over baguettes at lunch, he told me that fact. So, what Carl, get back to lunch? work. Stop <laughs> telling us about how many girls. Hang on, hang on. Let me act this out. Let me act this out. <laughs> Clear the floor, everyone. Uh, that guy fucks a lot of women and makes a lot of money and yeah. uh, sells a lot of tickets. Must be a real piece of shit. <laughs> no, well, that's a good thing. He can't come back to me and go, "Hey." I don't sleep with... Oh, no, actually, that's pretty cool. Like, why would <laughs> I argue with that? He's got a girlfriend. Sorry? He's got a girlfriend. Has he? Oh, yeah, probably. Has he? He's cool I don't know shit. him. I don't Arch know the Barker's, guy. 
And he's all awesome. I've said is that a lot of people go to his show and he slept with a lot of women. They're too positive. He's a very good comedian. Yeah. <laughs> what is? Who do you hate, Carl? Besides Arch Barker, who do you? I hate? don't hate Arch Barker. Well, like that's it. too late because the title of this podcast is <laughs> Carl hates Arch Barker. <laughs> but what? It's what not are you, true. What, it's not true. Who do you hate? What? What are the aspects of co- of comedians that you hate? Who was the last person that really annoyed you? Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, me about ten seconds no, ago when no. I tried to do a long Arch Barker joke. <laughs> I that told you. I told you if you don't, if I don't like someone, they're not on this show. No, I I believe it. But like, here's the other thing: you're making fun of other, but you're fucking very hospitable. You know how many comics, how many international comics are like, we got to do. You let comics do spleen. Yeah, very nice. Hey, I'm with you. I am a great guy. Perhaps the world's greatest <laughs> and best guy. I feel like, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm glad that you've worked that hey, out because I the feel like. Hey, comedian of the year, for yeah, fuck's sake. Yeah, exactly, that I invented. I invented yeah, I that know. award. I'm very, I help out a lot of people. I just, I just make sure there's a yang to that yin. I just. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a way to talk about And, the, the, and the yin and the yang is very out of balance on your drawing. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, it's, it's very like one sliver of white. It's like, one of, it's like the moon when it's like <laughs> a, a crescent. Hey. I do a lot of good. Yeah. I give a lot back. But I feel like, are you just doing good things to just write off the bad things that you do? Because I don't know if that's as valid. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like me running so I can eat a cheesecake later on. This, yeah. guy, this guy who, who runs shows, does graphic design for other people, writes for television, and, and is doing a solo show, is like, that guy does fucking so much for people. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of you being in an orange jumpsuit on the side of a highway, picking up rubbish just for like, yeah, to yeah. help out the Go, yeah, 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 yeah. This makes up for when I killed a dude. <laughs> Tom, how about you? How do you find international visitors? And like, I mean, what's your what's your perspective on this international comedy? Well, you're because you you no longer live in Melbourne, so you know you're sort of like a you are a traveller now. You're you're the <laughs> the import international. Um, I uh, I love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, the chance to see comedians, see international comedians. The fact, you know, I mean, there's there's. Maybe some bitterness about the festival bringing over international people and spending money on it, but the fact is they wouldn't be able to come otherwise. And we and the fact that we get to see these people do shows is pretty amazing. You know, it's what made me fall in love with comedy, like coming to the festival and seeing people. And the fact, you know, we get to hang out with like David O'Doherty and stuff because he keeps coming out. That's pretty cool. I will say that it's. R- oh, sorry. Got it. I will say that it's really difficult for yeah with. I, I was wondering like how I'd feel if like if comedians were brought to New York that way from New York Comedy Festival. They are. I, there's no way I'd be able to. Uh, first, I thought, like, what a sweetheart deal. Someone's going to pay for me to go to Australia. It is, though, um, honestly, if you're, and some comics have had it, like Greg, poor Greg Berent got sick over mm. here, and Hari Kundabalu got really sick over here, and, you know, Mark Watson got sick over here and had to go home. And, like, for some people, this is an amazing month, but other people, it is kind of, a, it kind of can be a place 20, four hours away from your house where you can be while your life falls apart. And so, like, it's a really, it's a really, uh, like, it, I feel like it's essential for the festival to, like, to, like, help help us out. But, like, yeah, if I was a local comedian, I would be bullshitting constantly. Yeah. I'd be really unhappy about all this stuff. Can we, can you not turn the music on, please? <laughs> can you not turn the music on, please? Okay. 
we're Sorry. talking to the hey, wrong just person. Just very quickly <laughs> on the international thing. Uh, this has just reminded me. Michael Hing yesterday told me his favourite tweet of the comedy festival, which was, uh, I don't, you probably saw this, uh, like a week into the comedy festival, that Reclaim Australia rally happened. That big racist uh, people, yeah. going, everyone who's not white, get the fuck out, basically. And the f- comedy festival, meanwhile, they have this outdoor program where they have like, <laughs> oh my Square. god, did it? It's like, it's like in Federation Square where they have, you know, the big laugh out, people juggling and sh- stuff like that. Yeah, on this big stage. I you're about to say square. and shit and then realise that you don't want to insult anyone who uh, <laughs> no, is No, a... no, just like... All that's this, yeah. a word that you can't say on that stage either because it's quite clearly family friendly yeah, it's, it's going to be outdoors. Yeah. So it's meant to be happening on the big stage at Federation Square. Then that day, the Reclaim Australia rally descends upon Federation Square and so the festival just send out a tweet going... Yeah, the big life out's been moved for today. <laughs> Which I kind of would have had a lot of respect for them if they had just just gone up against the Reclaim Australia rally. No, I I would have loved to see like Trig V. Wagenshaw or something like that just doing like his mime for yeah. the children. Yeah. Like... Just the ongles performing to a bunch of skinheads would have been... <laughs> that would have gotten the barrier. I mean, that would have been something to see. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, the... Nazim has saved. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we'll be headlining today's proceedings. Oh. Uh, all right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the podcast for another week. Uh, guys, good of you to come in here and do a bit of sweet promo on the last day of the festival. Yeah. Hey, it's all where about can we, Where up. can we see you in 2016? Yeah, let's let's hype it up. Let's get the advanced hype going. <laughs> well, Take a pun on what you think you're going to call your show next oh, year. Oh, yeah, great. Um... Tom Ballard's lunch party. <laughs> Boy, Carl will not let this go. <laughs> lunch for everyone except Carl. Oh. Um, oh, I would like to plug my city dates, uh, please. Uh, for Sydney, for, I know there are Sydney listeners, and I would love you to come to see me at the Comedy Store on Thursday, April 30th, and Friday, May 1st. It's, uh, yeah, part of the Sydney Comedy Festival, Taxis of Rainbows and Hatred, and also Perth. I'm doing um, four nights in Perth, and I would love people to come to those shows. Nice. Too, yeah. And Sydney Comedy Store, officially the best venue to see comedy in yeah, in so the country good. really yeah yeah, yeah it's oh, awesome wow. it's i'm awesome. there for the first time uh i don't know if this will go out by then but i'm there for the first time on the 23rd so i don't think this will go out but like we'll plug it yeah yeah we'll plug it that'd anyway. be nice i'll be real i'm I, I i don't know if anyone will buy tickets i'm stepping in for a very sick greg Barrent, so ah. so i'm doing my but the uh the happy part of that is i'm Get, I get to go to fucking Sydney and I've yeah. never been before. Yeah. That's why that's why by the way, that's the reason American comedians say yes initially to Melbourne because they're like, Oh yeah, we gotta go to Australia. No one ever because it's you know, it's not a chance to get often, but like, I can't wait to go to Sydney. I've never been. I hear they have this opera house that's fucking awesome. <laughs> no, no, that's and bullshit. Have you played the opera house, Carl? Have you? I, I hear that like they have. Have you seen there. my room in Melbourne? <laughs> but no, don't Carl's they have a whole shit bunch about of, people in the foyer of the opera house? <laughs> don't they have a bunch of? Don't they have a bunch of different rooms where like? Yeah, oh, yeah Eddie they played the opera. Yeah, house yeah, yeah. Here, yeah, and, he, yeah. I, and he and I asked him about it. He's like, yeah, it's a smaller, yeah. a smaller room. Yeah, but yeah, sorry. Uh, my, I, my name is. My name's Alex Edelman, so uh, my Twitter. Oh, did we not bring Alex that up earlier? Or? <laughs> underscore and uh, barely, and it's it's Alex underscore Edelman on Twitter. And my uh, I'm doing a show at the Comedy Store, the last uh, international showing of my show ever. Awesome. And it's called Millennial, and it's uh, it's there on the 23rd of. April, I would really like for you to tell friends and enemies. Yeah, so. let's do it. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully, you'll be back next year and people can. Uh, I had an amazing time. If they have me back next year, I will be over the moon. That is awesome. Yeah, it's it's this is the coolest festival. And you, we'll, uh, we'll put in a show. word. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I have my Sydney dates to plug: May the seventh, 9th and eleventh. 
fuck at uh, the factory theatre. Sounds convenient. Tickets through TommyDaslow.com. Are you doing uh, a show that I saw at the, at the Imperial? Oh, yeah, you saw the end of that show. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm doing that. And you'll have t shirts. I'm not, oh, yeah, I'm not doing a show. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. doing a show up there, so yeah. you bring t shirts. So. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mates. mates.